Well, hello everyone. I'm excited for a little extended discussion on the book of Ruth. I just wanted to spend a little bit more time talking about it and I have a special guest with me today. And this guest who's with me today, her favorite book of the Bible is the book of Ruth. And so I wanted to get some extra time with her to hear her thoughts on it and let you guys learn a little bit from her about why she likes this book so much. So uh, my special guest today is... Hi, I'm Elliot. So, Elliot, you're with me uh, talking about Ruth today. I'm really excited for this conversation. How old are you? I'm eight years old. Yeah. Uh, before we really get into talking about the book of Ruth uh, itself, what is it you think about this book that makes it your favorite? Well, it's about the only book of the Bible that has a lot of women as the main characters. Yeah. Ruth, Naomi, Orpah, the other women who glean. That's true. That's true, and that's what makes it your favorite. You're kind of drawn to that in the story. Yes, it's so unique in that way Mm -hmm. because even though Esther is named after a woman. Esther is about the only main character that is a woman. That's true. Except for the one other right at the beginning, right? But she's only in the story for just a couple of verses. Do you remember? Her Esther's predecessor as queen of Persia. Do you remember her name? Queen Vashti. That's right. But you're right. Esther's really the only main character in that story who's a woman, but in this story there's a lot. Yeah, that's a good insight. So you said that you have some fun facts you want to share about the Book of Ruth. You think would be interesting for us? Well, I already said the first one. Mm-hmm. The second one is it goes from many bad things to a lot of good things. That's true. Like what? Well... Funerals and famine are in the beginning, and then there's a wedding and lots of food in the end. Mm, That's true. So they go from having nothing to having plenty and having a feast. Yes. Yeah, that's really cool. What else? And Ruth actually was King David's great-grandmother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that makes the story not only interesting, but really important, right, for the whole flow of the Bible. And since Jesus is the son of David, that means that Ruth is his grandmother. Well, a lot more. A few more generations are. Yeah, that's true. But so that makes her one of the greatest grandmothers that somebody could have, right? I mean, look, I have, I don't have enough time to list all the greats <laughs> that would be there. That's true, that's true. But that is a really important thing about this story. Is there anything else before we jump into the chapters of the story and look at the Bible text that you want to share? Or are you well, ready to look at the book of Ruth itself? Sometimes... Faith helps you become 
a, an ancestor of Jesus. Yeah, in this case, that's what it did. How and you, also in Rahab's case. Man, you're right. So how do you think, so we're not going to become ancestors of Jesus, right? Because Jesus no. already came, but if you could think about how that would relate to us and our faithfulness to God, what do you think God would have to say to us about that? How could we be like Ruth in that way? We could be as loyal as we can, mm-hmm. and we can commit ourselves to following God, mm-hmm. even though everybody sins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Ruth always did the right thing as long as she was able to, didn't she? At least in this story. I'm sure she wasn't a perfect person, but in this story, she always did the right thing. Yes. Yeah. And even though, even though in the world's eyes she would have been poor or sad or people might have felt sorry for her or she wasn't in the most prominent situation, she ended up becoming really, really important because God can see past the surface, can't he? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because later on in the Bible, the Lord tells Samuel that he doesn't look at people's appearances. He looks at the heart. That's right. Do you remember who he's talking about when he said that? He's talking about David and his brothers. You're right. Isn't that interesting then that one of the things that God values a lot in David is something that we see Ruth live out as his grandmother, great-grandmother, right before he's even born. Ruth is living that out, and then David also lives that out. That's pretty cool. That's a good insight. It's pretty interesting. It is, yeah. Okay, so that kind of gets us into the text itself. That's stuff about the whole book, but let's talk about chapter 1. So what happens in chapter 1, if you could just summarize the story a little bit? Well, so there's big famine, Mm -hmm. so Elimelech and his family have to move all the way to Moab. Yeah. And then... A couple decades later, Naomi ends up being the only one left of her side of the family. Mm-hmm. And she tells her daughters in law to go, mm-hmm. and Orpa just says goodbye and then. Mm-hmm. goes off mm-hmm. but Ruth tells her to stop telling her to leave because it won't do any good she'll yeah. just stay with Naomi yeah and I think that's one of your favorite verses in this book isn't it mm-hmm. what does it say what does Ruth say to her where you go I will go where you stay I will stay where you live I will live your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. Yeah, yeah. So I actually should... planned of putting that in my lockets, but me and Mom just could never find the time to print it. Oh, really? You'd have to print it pretty small, too, to fit in a locket, huh? Mm-hmm. But we could do it. Maybe someday we'll do that. That is a good idea. What would that remind you of? Because you're not going to stay with your mother-in-law because you don't have one of those, right? So why... What does that verse inspire you to do? 
well, I just really like it, mm -hmm. and it can remind us to stay with God. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Even though that's not what Ruth specifically meant, that's kind of what ended up happening, right? Because she stayed with Naomi. She said, I'm also going to worship your God. And then because they moved back to Israel, which happens in this chapter also, then she ends up becoming a follower of God, doesn't she? Uh -huh. And also, people don't like her because she's from Moab, mm -hmm. but she and Naomi keep telling everybody that she's good and believes in God. Mm -hmm. This is something But they don't really believe. Yeah, because they were kind of had in their minds that she's from a foreign place, so don't trust her, right? So this is something interesting, I think, to keep in mind from that um, application. In the story, do Ruth and Naomi spend a lot of time arguing with people or really trying hard to convince them or trying to prove their case or do they just do the right thing consistently quietly faithfully and let their actions speak for them just they just when people say that to them they just say no she believes in god and then they just it's simple, yeah. Because in the story, even they don't, they don't spend a lot of time talking about it. I don't even know if they say that in the story, but their actions say it, and they're faithful and they're consistent, right? Which I think is a good example for us that if people don't understand us or don't trust us, but we know we're doing the right thing and doing what God asked us to do, we can be faithful and kind and consistent, and let our actions speak for us. And that's the best way instead of arguing with people. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that it was decades that they lived in Moab. Do you know that for sure, or are you just thinking that's about how long it might have well, taken? Well, at least one, because I think it says 10 years after Ruth's husband died, mm -hmm. Orpah's husband died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. That's in verse 4 that it so, says that. I'm guessing maybe 13 or 14 years. Yeah, I think that's a good guess. Yeah. Somewhere around that, at least. Yeah, okay. So the very end of chapter 1 is when Ruth decides to stay with Naomi. Then tell me about chapter 2. What happens in that chapter? This is when the story really gets interesting, doesn't it? Then they're really poor and they have next to nothing to eat. Mm -hmm. So Ruth asks, if she can go and glean in some field. Mm -hmm. And then she ends up meeting the really kind owner of the field. And he lets her eat lunch with his mm -hmm. workers and yeah. him. Did he have to do that? No, no. he just decided to. Mm -hmm because he was really kind yeah. and he even gave her so much that she couldn't eat at all mm -hmm. so she took some home to Naomi mm -hmm. and well before that happens mm -hmm. he tells his workers to scatter some barley on the ground for her to pick up mm -hmm. and then 
when she brings everything home and says that the owner of the field she worked in that his name was Boaz, Naomi got really excited. Why? Because he was her husband's cousin. That's right. Why is that such a big deal? We'll, we'll find that out more in coming chapters, but why is that such a big deal? Because since he's so kind, they're thinking maybe he can provide for them. Yes, which is something they really needed, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then what happens in chapter 3? Well, then Naomi says to Ruth that she should get married and have a family of her own, and they both think she could maybe marry Boaz. Mm -hmm. So they hatch a plan, don't they? Uh Uh-huh. And they decide she should go and work at the threshing floor Mm -hmm. and then lay down at his feet. Mm -hmm. And then... And then Boaz remembers there's another relative who's closer to her than Mm -hmm. he is. And he says that he'll probably have to marry you, but if he won't, then he will. Yeah. So I have a question for you. I'm curious what you would say about this. So Ruth and Naomi talk about Ruth getting married, and that would be a good thing, right? That's kind of what the plan they're aiming for. Does Ruth have to get married, or is it just something that they want for her? It's something that they think would be good for her. Yeah, and especially in their time and in their situation, they needed someone to provide for them, and they would have a hard time making enough money to get what they needed based on their culture. But do people have to get married? No. No. Yeah. God can do things with all kinds of people and take care of all kinds of people, and he has different plans for everybody, doesn't he? Yeah. But this was a good plan he had for you. So tell me about chapter four then. So then he talks to that man and that man says, no, I don't want to marry her. Why do you think he might have said that? Because she's from a foreign land. Yeah. And he doesn't want a woman from a foreign land Mm -hmm. to have a share to his possessions mm-hmm. his land yeah and so he just says go and marry her if you want mm-hmm. which is exactly what Boaz wanted isn't it mm-hmm. yeah so he did it quite easily yeah yeah that's good they do and, go ahead and Chapter 4 ends with them. They have a son who was actually the grandfather of David. That's right. Yeah. Obed was Jesse's 
father mm -hmm. and if you've if you know this pretty well this might sound familiar to you and Jesse was the father of David that's right yeah you're right there's one other thing that happens in chapter four I want to talk about the way that Boaz like makes the deal right to make it official when he's standing at the city gate do you remember that uh -huh. Do you remember the custom that they do to kind of prove the deal? Do you remember what they do? The sandal. Yeah, tell us about that. That's crazy, huh? Well, they take off their sandal and give it to them. <laughs> in my adventures in Odyssey, the man just takes off his sandal. I imagine him just flinging it to Belwaz and then running off to his own home. <laughs> Maybe so. Just with one sh foot. Maybe he hopped on one foot because he didn't have a sandal on the other foot. I don't Do imagine so? that. Yeah, maybe but... not. What if, if somebody handed you their sandal to try to make a deal with you, what would you do? <laughs> well, I'd probably gaze at it <laughs> and probably either run after them or... To give it back. Or give it back to Yeah, Yeah, I think that's what I would do. I think I would say, thank you. You can keep your sandal. Let's just write up a contract. I think that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we, that's a good plan. But it'd be different if it was back then. That's true. That's I'd probably that. gladly accept it. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Because that was the custom back then. Yeah. Okay, so that's really the whole story. Um, there's lots more we could say about it. But, Elliot, if you could kind of summarize and apply this for us, if you were going to speak to our residents and tell them, tell them some things that they can learn about God or remember about being faithful to Him or being faithful in their ministry from your favorite Bible book, what do you think you would say? Well, Ruth was really loyal to Naomi mm -hmm. and to God, and I think we could be that way too. And they always trusted God to do what they needed. Mm -hmm. Did he let them down? No. Do you think there were times when it seemed like he might let them down? When they were struggling? Probably. Or, yeah, I bet so. And we read the story and it happens so fast just in four quick chapters. But like you mentioned earlier, it covers years, doesn't it? I think it can be easy sometimes to read a story like this really fast and say, God did miraculous, amazing things. How come he doesn't do that for us? Well, sometimes he does, but it takes 15 or 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. Can you even imagine that? You haven't been alive that long. Yeah. Nope. But sometimes it takes God that long to do amazing things, and you can look back over the span of a lot of years and see that his hand was involved and moving and doing amazing things all along. You just don't see it complete for a long time sometimes. What do you think about that? Well, that's good. Really nice. Yeah. What do you think might be challenging about that? Well, I imagine sometimes it's hard to completely rely on God mm -hmm. but if you do amazing things can happen you're right you're so right
Um, well, Elliot, is there any last thought you have before we wrap up this conversation? Well, I think that probably was it. Okay, that's a good way to end it. I think that's great. Well, Elliot, thank you for sharing your time and your insight. Thanks for caring about this book of the Bible and the story and wanting to share your thoughts about it with us. I think it's really helpful and encouraging. You're welcome. All right. Bye.